It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Coming to you live from my apartment, it's Rob has a podcast. And now here's the guy who's taking just a quick break from voting for Taylor for AFP to host a podcast. I am Rob Sisternino. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Rob's podcast. Final Thursday of the season. We are but four days away from the finale of Big Brother 24. We are down to the final three. And we have one last Thursday eviction to talk about as Brittany left the house here with me to talk about it all. Joining us, of course, uh, you can catch him every week talking about the wild world of wrestling on the Wrestling Wrap Up. And of course, just is closing out another season of Pod Friends. It's the great Matt Scott. Matt, how are you? Yes, I'm good. Just drinking my water, minding my business, refreshing cbs.com slash bbvote. Uh, continually voting for Taylor. I, I'm creating Gmail addresses just to register my votes in real time. So if I seem a little distracted, that's what I'm up Is to. Is that what you have to do? You have to create new email addresses? I, I mean, look, that's I, that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm making sure that Taylor gets the the win and gets her money. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, Matt, great to have you here for the final Thursday of the season. Back with us, of course, uh, fresh off of talking about the Love is Blind reunion show. It's Frail Mary, Mary Krakowski. Mary, how are you? The honeymoon may be over, but we're just getting started talking about the final three here. I thought you were talking about Love is Blind. Oh, yeah. The the honeymoons are all over (laughs) Love is Blind season two. Mm -hmm. Yes. They are. It works for both. It yes. works for both. Love is dead, but Big Brother is still happening. Don't even get started with Joseph. Okay, we'll talk about that from the jury house. And of course, back with us, of course, uh, normally she's talking about hot dummies. Here to talk about the Big Brother 24 contestants. It's Kirsten McKinnon. It's Kirsten, how are you? Rob, I'm great. I actually thought that Mary and I would have to save our comments on this episode for your Instagram page. So I'm just excited that we get to actually talk on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. We're going to do everything here on the podcast. You know, I am so excited here tonight because we are so close that I have seen through another Big Brother season that I just like, uh, you know, it's, it's really incredible that to have seen this big brother season, like every step of the way. And now I've almost reached its conclusion. So it's just, you know, uh, like, you know, really incredible when you think about it, you know, uh, all, all of the the steps we've taken to get to this point. So. I mean, you, you did take Sundays off this season, Rob, so you didn't really watch the whole season. Ooh, that, 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 that's a very condescending comment. How could you say, how could you say that to me? I, well, I didn't, I didn't mean it that way. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, factually, you, know sorry, you miss Sundays. This isn't, this just isn't, isn't working out. I'm sorry. 
Kirsten, at the beginning of the season, there were comments about how you were a little cold hearted. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I feel like that's yeah. really showing itself right now. And maybe some, you need to think some, about some that. of the some of the things I read in the YouTube comments, I think that might have been, you know, oh, maybe they had a point. The YouTube comments. No, yeah, I just I. Yeah, I, I didn't mean for it to come across as disrespectful. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just thought I was I was being funny. Um, I'm so sorry. I, okay. I really didn't mean to make you feel like okay. this, Rob. All right. So well, sorry. this is a life lesson, I think, oh for you. So, so you learn from this, please. OK. Oh, my God. Okay. Awkward. All right. Uh, a lot to unpack from the episode here tonight where we saw uh, the breakup heard around the Big Brother world as uh, Monte uh, is no more. I want to invite people also to uh, give us their questions. We'll take those later on in the show. You can just uh, post those in the chat. Taryn is not with us uh, tonight. He is busy getting ready for another deep dive in the morning as uh, he brought you through all of Taylor's game this morning on the live feed update. Tomorrow morning, Taryn will be live at 11 a.m. to take you through everything from Monty's game and then he will have one more coming up on Saturday going through Turner's game a busy day for me as well as uh, this was a first for Rob's podcast as I have uh, officially now uh, been a part of a recap of an amazing race episode a survivor episode and a big brother episode all in one day plus two exit interviews all up at Rob as a website.com so it's a it's a busy season a big day for you mm-hmm. yes yes uh the triple crown of uh reality <laughs> tv today okay um but uh i i guess uh i guess let's quickly go through our headlines Brittany is out of the house uh to the surprise of nobody uh a- a- any thoughts on uh britney's very ho-hum eviction tonight I mean, she tried to make a good pitch to stay. She she kept fighting. So, I mean, that's better than just laying down to die, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and everything she was saying in her pitch to Monty was pretty factual and pretty true. It's just that she was avoiding the part of I'm definitely not going to take you <laughs> to the final two if I win. And I think Monty at this point feels pretty comfortable in uh, either Taylor or Turner taking him if he gets to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of the thing where it's like it, it, you're saying a lot that makes sense, but you're ignoring the thing that's just right there in front of him that no one can ignore. And you're doing it with the tone of voice that's all over the place. And it's just like it's not that convincing, but we, we get it. And I like for a hypnotist for a hypnotist, I expected more. Well, you can only hypnotize the willing, first of all, Matthew. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did love was getting out there and talking to Julie and being like, well, but I would have smoked him in the rest of these competitions when, I mean, part one is always endurance and part two is normally days mixed with like, lately there's been a lot of like rock climbing and extremely physical yeah. aspects. Like, mm, what would you bring me? But you would think... That if I told you that there was going to be a hypnotherapist in the house, that you would think that not that they're like hypnotizing people, but you would think that they would have maybe like a little bit of like a gift when it came to. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me let me like maybe, you know, have a somewhat of like a power of persuasion where you would think that maybe that there would be like a lot of like 
like, okay, let's just have a conversation about things and really like want to break, like slow it down and, and really just like talk things through. But that really was never Brittany like in, in the game. And, you know, uh, I feel like that that was like almost the antithesis of what Brittany is in a lot of these conversations. Well, so she lied about her job so she couldn't rest on that, right? Well, no, but like, I think a lot of, obviously therapists, they have a lot of skills, training and abilities and they're good at what they do. But I do think that a big part of that also comes from when someone goes to see a therapist, they are putting a lot of trust and belief in the credentials. And I think that that probably does a lot of the work, uh, even if someone maybe isn't socially gifted, they can at least rely on, well, the person I'm talking to knows that I know what I'm talking about and that I can help them, you know, improve their life. But without that information, I feel like that put Brittany at a big disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just drag her, Robin Kirsten. Um, I mean, honestly, like this is Big Brother. If this were Survivor and we had a hypnotherapist cast, like maybe I'd be like, OK, they have a chance. She was cast on Big Brother for a reason. We have seen life coaches. We've seen therapy. We, it doesn't matter. It's Big Brother. And that's why she's there. She's there because of the modulation in her voice, not because of her ability to actually win. And to be fair to Brittany and her profession, like the times when she did, especially with like Alyssa, take Alyssa aside and give her like a a meditation session, a guided meditation. And when Alyssa went into those sessions, like knowing that was what's happening, they did connect really well. And she had a, a really enjoyable time when that was happening. But that was like Kirsten saying, going into a room, understanding the process and what they're getting into. And she did well with that. I think the problem is that Brittany also didn't didn't stay in like therapist mode the whole time. She went kind of in like throw anything at the wall mode for the last few weeks trying to save Michael. And so it's kind of hard to roll that back and be like, no, no, I'm the... I'm the calm one. I mean, I think like the minute you realize that your therapist has a therapist is a big moment for anyone who goes to therapy. Mm-hmm. And Brittany's just one more example of that, you know? Uh, unfortunately, not everyone is just perfect all the mm-hmm. time. Okay. Well, uh, Brittany is out uh, and we did not have nearly as much excitement as we did at the final four of last season uh, when it was Kyland who was evicted at the final four, uh, which was a, a very uh, memorable moment. Uh, really almost nothing memorable from uh, Brittany's eviction here tonight, but it does set up this final three as we will see uh, Taylor and Turner and Monty head into the final three. Uh, Not before tomorrow night when they will look back and reminisce on their game and we will be live with a recap of the recap at 9.15 p.m. Eastern time. Yes, can't wait for that. The favorite episode ever. Yeah, I'll totally be watching uh, live on CBS Mm -hmm, tomorrow night. mm -hmm. Now, I thought this was a first where then Taylor got the bottle of champagne and Taylor went like, you know, the uh, they, they just clinched uh, the division of just like to open up the champagne, popped it open in the house. Like who's on mop up duty after that? <laughs> 
I mean, it's the thing where like you see the meme where it's like Friday and they throw the papers and then it's like Monday and you're bent over mm-hmm. picking them up. She'll be mopping later tonight. It's fine. Yeah. Like when sports teams do this, like they have to they put plastic over everything. Like uh, champagne is very sticky. I wish I had the confidence to even pop champagne without <laughs> right. being like, OK, OK, I'm going to do every no one. No one be over there. All right. Oh, oh what about that? Like that's more how I pop it. So mm-hmm. it has like a just the most gentle little, and you're like, ah, it's yeah. <laughs> I mean, they only have a few days left. So like that's that's the thing. Oh, they the can deal with this. are gonna be everywhere, man. That's it. I don't want it. They already are. Let's be real. Get out of the house uh, before the ants attack. Is is the name of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we'll see. Maybe there'll be a follow-up on that coming up on the recap of the recap. But we will be live for that podcast. And then uh, we will be live after the finale uh, Sunday night. I believe that that will be a 10-15 start time for us, barring uh, any sort of delays from NFL football on CBS. So uh, we will keep you posted with that. But I really think that probably... Uh, the most exciting uh, things that happened in this episode uh, were the jury segment, which we'll get to. And then also we had the Monty and Taylor break up and we got Kirsten headphone gate. Just what I wanted to talk about twice this week. Mm-hmm. You're back. You're the expert. You did a live feed I'm update. Back, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, Monty overreacting to small incidences was like the basically but the first half of this episode. Here's what I don't get with uh, the headphone gate. Like, okay. why? Why was this a thing? Um, why did why? Like, okay, so here's Monty and like him and Taylor like get together and like seemingly like this was not like a a game move, but I I don't know. There was just like some like biological need that this had and then and then it was just like like hey you know what um i gotta get out of this i I need to pull the ripcord here i mean based on everything we know about monty so far he likes and he said this to taylor basically he likes when she owes him and is at a disadvantage and is not standing in her power and so the idea of her you know being confident in the hoh room and saying that other people are being disrespectful really bothers him. And I think he needed just literally any excuse mm-hmm. to get upset with Taylor because he will take any perceived slight as the worst thing that's ever happened to him in his entire life. Because is it yeah. possible that Monty is going to double fumble the bag here uh, in this home stretch where that could he potentially not only lose the game to Taylor, but also lose Taylor. I can only hope. Yeah. Yeah. I have to believe that when Taylor gets out of the house and sees the, not only the support she has, but the support she has against people like Monty and the things they've said and done to her, that she will see the light and not not feel the need to be with him. No, and I'm not. I, I, I wasn't implying like that. Okay, they're going to get back together, but but I feel like that, right. that, that there was an opening, right, for like uh, that that this could have this could have been something. I, well, I mean, Taylor has been thirsty 
all season long. Mm-hmm. And so at a point where there's very few people left, I feel like it was, uh, you know, only natural if there's a mutual attraction that maybe something we'd be done about that. But like Monty and Taylor are fundamentally incompatible and they have had many conversations about like what they want from relationships over the season. And it just doesn't match up. So I don't think there was ever really a shot of this being a long-term thing like Mm -hmm. maybe like friends with benefits but like without the friends part from pretty much the beginning of when this started happening to like taylor has has been pretty honest with the viewers about like yeah i find monty attractive i'm having fun but she's also always stated like this is not going to be in the way of me winning. And also she had mentioned at times, like if she had the opportunity, she would have still taken Brittany to the end. If that was the place she was in, she never felt like, uh, like this was going to be something where she like wanted to be, you know, she was so conscious. She mentioned in the episode about like not wanting to be the girl who just chose a guy over her game. Like she's always said like, Oh, wouldn't it be kind of fun if I could also cut Monty? If like, if that opportunity had been there. Um, so yeah, I think she's aware of her power over the situation, which does make it better. Like, like Taylor, these people, they're adults. They can hang out with and do whatever they want with any of them. It's more the, I hate to see it. And we've seen it on big brother before where someone gets like basically brainwashed and gaslit on the show by their, uh, you know, romantic partner. And that that does influence their game. I'm glad that we're so late into the season where I really don't think that that's going to change Taylor's narrative. If anything, it just has moments like tonight that are so like cringy and, and also just really frustrating. And when you really think about it, like there's so many things that Monty did in, in the part we saw in the episode and, and the things that people like Kirsten and Maggie have talked about over the last couple of weeks that are they're hard to explain why they're so uh I don't know I don't know like the words to use but like it's hard it's hard to explain why they're so worry worrying that people like think like this and talk like this and like what I was trying to explain to my mom when we were watching it was like the hardest part is that sometimes you can have people like Monty who say these things and they're not you almost want them to be like being manipulative on purpose but like a lot of times they feel like they're that they're really in the right with what they're saying and that he believes that he's he's you know justified in in the comments and that's what's the hardest thing to watch yeah and you know the thing that like jumps out to me because like watching this situation especially like as a black man i get it like having your uh having your uh your reliability to whoever's in your life is a big deal but he like hurt people hurt people and that's what we're seeing with monty and he's definitely stepping over the line and hitting below the belt and so like i mean taylor i think taylor's on top of it. i think she knows what she's doing and i i i think that she has like a clear head she realizes that this like this is the big brother house this is her best option right now but She's going to kick Monty to the curb. Like, yeah. And another thing is, sure, headphone gate, I get it, but do not mess with Beyonce. Do not take her. Do like, I'm just saying, like, Taylor has rights to be heated. Taylor has a right to have her own res- renaissance outside of this house. And you have to respect the queen, Monty. Don't take Beyonce and then disrespect Taylor. That just won't work out here. Monty said, I'm going to listen to 
my Beyonce. No, 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 no. Mm-mm-mm. It was never, never her, never his Beyonce. Mm-hmm. It is Taylor's Beyonce. And that's literally why Beyonce released her music this summer, just for Taylor. And we love her for that. Mm-hmm. And Taylor needs to release this man, release this job. <laughs> He has a job. Yeah. I I just thought that uh, he came across as like so fragile over that um, she said that he actually he hasn't been in around his goddaughter for a year and took the headphones off him while he was sleeping. And it's like. It's like things that are sure annoy like that could annoy you in a moment. But they're not things worth stewing over all day and then being rude about, right? Like it's the thing where you go, oh, I like I wish you hadn't done that. And like she apologized in the moment. Oh, I didn't mean to take the sunglasses. I'm sorry. Go like go back to sleep. And that should be enough of an apology for something that small. But no, no, no. He has to stew all day. He has to go remove his toiletry bag from the bathroom because mm-hmm. he is moving out because they're done. But also, just like from a gameplay perspective, like why why is he doing this? Like even if uh, like he's in the diary room, like oh my god, I've had it with Taylor. I can't take it with with Taylor. Like uh, shouldn't he be continuing uh, even if it is a facade for the next what ten days in case she wins the final two? H O H. Rob, we're talking about Monty here, and, and to borrow from Beyonce, he has a big ego. Um, he is a small man, but he has a big ego and that's where it's coming from. And it's like it shows the lack of gameplay that he has, that he's he's uh, deferring to his ego and offended by facts, first of all. Mm-hmm. Like he's been in the house for almost three months, uh, not quite three months, but almost three, like, come on, mm-hmm. like just it just go with it. But it's the ego getting in the way. Well, and so much of this season has been defined by people talking absolutely wild about Taylor. So why not continue to do that now when it's something Mm -hmm. that's worked for a majority of the season? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it says a lot that that's exact. That's right where he went when he was hurt. Just to take that shot here. Like, right. Like, I would I would be done. I would be done immediately with him in that moment. But. Like Taylor, I guess, has had a she had a relatively level head for what was uh, a pretty, um, pretty horrible thing for him to do and say and kind of pull up on. And bottom line is Monty thinks he can beat Taylor still in the end. He thinks that he's not afraid of going to the end with her. And uh, he's telling her that he still wants that he would take her as well. And that and uh, I guess he believes that she would take him. so there's there's that element of it. There's the ego element. Also, if you if you're listening to this, but you haven't gone and listened to some of the the earlier conversations about these same scenes from the feeds, there's so much more that Monty was also saying that had to do with Taylor, mm-hmm. that he needed Taylor to be vulnerable around him and that that was the real her. And I've been around you for 70 something days. I think I know the real you, Taylor, mm-hmm. and the side that you hide. And um yeah, it's it's language like that that just proves that Monty thinks that he's figured her out and that he can, you know, uh, lead her in the direction that he wants for both the relationship and in the game. Yeah. So they had a conversation and we saw Monty do something that we talked uh, two weeks ago tonight during the double eviction. Uh, we talked about that Terrence left the house and wanted to go uh, pull a Daniel. Uh, and we saw Monty also 
to bring back Daniel and cite that, hey, remember, remember way back when, when Daniel said that you were doing some things that were uh, really, you know, uh, rubbing people the wrong way. That's maybe something you should think about. That's yeah, a good example good. of that. And say these these men are broken. We knew it. We knew it from week one. It's continuing on. Um, and and clearly Monty has no respect for Taylor. So I mean, I think in my mind it, it's it's horrible to watch this treatment for Taylor, but it's nice to have the reminder that they're that he sucks so much. Well, and Monty keeps going back to like, oh, well, you just seem so cold. Like when we're not in bed together, like oh, you are such a cold woman. And not it's like the heat of the bear. Uh, Rob oh my god but like the thing is is first of all Taylor is not a cold person I think there's been a lot of times where Taylor didn't get the opportunity to even express her true personality because people were being dicks to her but even if she were nobody owes being warm to you like like being warm is not the same as being a good person or being kind or having good intentions like that doesn't mean anything Someone can seem cold and be the most caring, loving person you've ever met. Nobody owes you mm-hmm. more. Yeah. If, if people are wondering why uh, particularly women get upset when someone says you should smile more, it's because mm-hmm. it's the same energy. It leads to the, the same. You need to be pleasant around me all the time. Um, also, Taylor, if anything, is sarcastic, which is not the same as being cold. It's a sense of humor thing. And you may not like plenty of people do not vibe with my sense of humor. That's okay. It does not mean I'm a cold person. You know, you could be a game bot. And also like Kirsten, you've said this many times. Monty likes to talk about how he likes the strong black women and then doesn't like it when he sees one in front of him. Yeah. And it's just like a pattern of disrespect that black women face, which might be one of the reasons we've never seen in a regular season of Big Brother, a black woman actually win the game. And I mean, hopefully that that's different this season. We'll see. But it's just it's it's uh, rough. And I think it says a lot about Monty that he is so she's cold and yet uh, he doesn't have a problem getting in bed with her and her being uh, warmer with him. So uh, what's that about? Like he's He's breadcrumbing her. Like, it's so annoying. I'd like to talk about the jury house. Was there anything else about the Taylor and Monty segment tonight? Or uh, should we talk about the jury? Because I think it's uh, important to bring this in next. Just for the, the people that maybe don't listen to the live feed updates. I think Maggie said it best on Tuesday this week when she said, every time Monty opens his mouth, this is what she hears. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's all I hear too. All right. Well, it's interesting because I really felt like coming into this week where, you know, I felt really strongly about Taylor's chances in the final two. Like I I felt like very strongly, okay, Taylor is going to beat Monty no matter what. I have to say that I'm I'm I have a little bit of pause after watching the jury segment tonight where I felt like that the jury I, I thought that, like I saw a lot of people uh seemingly really high on Monty in the jury but l- let's let's talk that through because then also Alyssa comes in and then uh, drops a bombshell which also could potentially change things up uh, we get Terrence first at the jury house. We get the guys uh, that are coming in 
from the double eviction. And so DJ Showtime is here to uh, bring the party to the jury house. Uh, and DJ Showtime uh, says that he, uh, Julie, likes the, the evictions like he likes his drinks. Make it a double. So funny and clever. Oh my what God. a great dad joke. We love it. We love to see it. Yeah. Okay. And then so Michael is there too. And then uh, we get the whole story about uh, Michael's HOH um, that Jasmine asked, did you know that he was the, or did he know he was the backdoor target? Uh, he says, yes, he does know. Um, you know, Turner does not have a good poker face. Jasmine says, yes, and I know it was him that ate the muffin. Ooh, finally, the thrilling conclusion to the true crime saga we've all been curious about all season long. Mm -hmm. They could have cut that. Like, just, like take, just use that time for something else, anything yeah. else. They that could have cut so much from this episode and we could have maybe gotten the full cookout segment. Wouldn't mm -hmm. that have been nice? But no, we have to hear every single thought that comes through Jasmine's head. This was the first episode of five days also, by the way. <laughs> I can appreciate a person who knows that they have one bit and will mm -hmm. just run it into the ground. Yep. Yep. Um, we really got to see a lot of like everybody walking out of the house that they didn't talk. Uh, the house kids were so impressed when Michael said, I have one thing to say to you and then said nothing. He invented comedy. Classic. Classic. Yeah. And, and Terrence's response to that, like what? He he got up and he uh, grabbed, he got, like, what? He hook it up. He's like, up. yeah, yeah, do that. Like, sir, you are a grown man. You are an adult. Mm -hmm. just Calm think down. in like five days Terrence could be back in a Burger King filming YouTubes for us all to enjoy <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay um, yeah that's very, very possible could be a Wendy's even yeah <laughs> all right um, we see me. you know Joseph is pumped up uh, he he's even talks about Mojo uh, as uh, we see uh, Monty Winning a uh, competition. Terrence is also feeling good about Monty. Um, one thing I thought was super interesting uh, was that we saw where uh, Michael says Turner gave him a goodbye message and didn't take credit for getting him out of the house. Now, Michael went out in the second part of a double eviction. Did we know that this, that the people that go out in the double eviction get goodbye messages? I do think that we knew that. I think that they get filmed and then they get to see them at the jury house. Uh, it's just not as immediate. I'm, I'm pretty sure that I already knew that. Yeah, sometimes I think they've said they see him in like in the sequester when they do the exit interviews in, in that sort of time frame. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and, and this was one uh, which we saw a clip of the exit interview again where Turner decides to do the whole I, if you went home, this was totally not what I wanted. I didn't know the veto was going to be used, which was actually true. He didn't he didn't originally plan for the veto to be used until Monty mm -hmm. uh, pushed it. So which looks almost worse for Turner that he's not even yeah. taking <laughs> taking yeah. the time to be like, yeah. yeah, I made this happen. Um, I don't know when people are going to learn to own their game. I feel like that's been a pretty common I mean, thing that needs to happen. I really like think Turner was probably just being honest in that moment. Like 
he didn't know the video was going to be used and he didn't necessarily super want it to be used. Like Monty had been thinking about a move against Michael that whole week and had also thought about going back on it out of concern (sighs) that the women were working together and Taylor helped convince Monty that they should in fact target Michael. But I mean, I I do think he knew he may not have really wanted that to happen, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure like if, if I remember correctly, like Monty said, like, hey, we're gonna, okay, we're doing the veto. We're putting up Michael, and I think Turner was like, "All right, is everybody cool with that? Is every is everybody want to do it?" I mean, he's the one that had to put Michael on the block, so I, I think he knew he may it may not have been his first choice of what to do in that spot, uh, but you know, he he didn't know it was coming. It's just weird to me on the double eviction that the people like normally get to say, "Hey, if you're seeing this, I don't know what happened." It's like, yeah, earlier tonight, uh, when you got voted out of the house, uh, on, on my HOH, um, I just want to apologize about that. Like it's, it's weird that it happened after that they have been voted out. That's a good point. There's a lot of weird stuff in the big brother house. I'm like, whatever, I'll just go with it. I'll like it, it, it most like half the time in the DRs, it, I'm like, what are you saying? Who's telling you to say what you're saying? Who's telling you to put? So uh, I, I'll go with it. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I also just like Turner. I feel like is so fried that how could you trust oh. anything he says? <laughs> that's that's very fair. See, that's where you think he's being especially honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Alyssa shows up. Uh, Alyssa is upset. She lost one of the, one of the games by only nine seconds. Uh, and uh, she was so close. Brittany won the veto. Um, and uh, Alyssa reveals that there was the gentleman's agreement. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah, she, uh, you can tell, I mean, her eyes were tearing up. She's still upset about the Turner uh, betrayal. And um, I I think she recognizes that it was not good for his game to vote her out. And then also the way that he put her on the jury is not great. So I don't see her turning around and voting for him in the end, unless, unless something major changes, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but that's a, that's not the most important piece of news that yep. Taylor brings. Right. I mean, Taylor, Alyssa, Alyssa brings Alyssa. over here. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Alyssa, <laughs> I, I mean, no, I think the question Rob is, was this calculated or was this accidental slip? Uh, I, I think that Alyssa is an accidental slip, yeah. uh, kind of gal, uh, and not a calculated, uh, kind of yeah. gal. Yeah. I mean, she has she has been all season, like, because even then she said, "Oh, Taylor stayed in the trade room for three nights." Everyone freaks out. She, you see the realization in her eyes of like, "Oh shoot!" And then someone goes, "What?" I think it was Jasmine. She goes, "Nothing, nothing, nothing." Everyone's like, oh, "No, we heard it." Like, yeah, and let's and evaluate. Just- and just Joseph was, he was just like shook. He was shook. If like his pecs were quivering in the moment, he almost didn't know what to say. It yeah. was a lot. Okay. Was yeah. a lot taken for him. I feel uh, like that, that's I'm a so way to confused. find out. Yeah. I thought we had all collectively like agreed to ourselves that like Joseph and Taylor was never actually a thing and that, that they didn't, you know, they had opportunities, but nothing happened. And now it's like, wait a second. Joseph looked upset. First of all, we did not collectively make that agreement, <laughs> Mary. I don't know what circles you are running in, yeah. but that is not where I live. Um, I mean, I think, sure, like it never really worked out in the house, but there were so many situations of like, 
Joseph saying, oh, I like I want to teach you how to trust a man again or like, oh, do you I see you like are looking at the food I'm eating. Take a bite. Like it was just all of those little oh, moments nice. that make us ship Joseph and, and Taylor. And then like when he got evicted, he was so sad and he, he was like, to say goodbye to her. I hope Taylor calls me like I after yeah. the show, he's been so pro Taylor and all of the jury segments. And I feel like he's just been getting nothing but bad news the whole time he's been a jury. Well, but here is the question. Okay. If we get to finale night and we see Taylor and Monty in the final two chairs, who is Joseph upset with? Is he upset with Taylor or is he upset with his friend Monty? One half of Uh Mojo. Uh, probably Taylor, uh, but that's kind of been the theme of the season, of mm-hmm. course. And so, you know, like the other thing is you have to imagine Joseph's being asked, like, do you see yourself being with Taylor after the season? Like they're just asking him about it. And maybe he's thinking even in the jury house, like, oh, this could be a thing. And so his feelings could build even beyond what we saw. And so, I, you know, maybe like, I don't know. I just imagine that they're kind of creating this narrative in his head of what's happening when in reality, like, you know, like. There, there, there wasn't that much there. Not as much I, as with Monty. I mean, I feel like just because of the society we live in, he's probably been conditioned right. to blame Taylor in this situation. That doesn't necessarily mean that he will, and I hope that he doesn't, but he might. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I just, I have this feeling. I said it on the roundtable last week. I'm keeping hope alive. I feel like Monty's got two votes in the end, and I think everyone else is going Taylor. I feel like it's just, I feel like it's in the cards, you know? I think people, they know what's what's best in their hearts, mm-hmm. and they're going to do it. And I, I think when it comes to Joseph... That if this if the if the roles were reversed and Monty was the one voting, I think we know who he would be voting for in this scenario. But I think I I I just have a little belief. I have a belief in that it's it's the sad, but I'm still gonna vote for you, darling. And you know, and that's what Mm -hmm. I want. I have faith in Taylor's karma. Okay. It's just I believe that it exists. I believe that it is real. And I think that they try to fool us with these jury segments every single year. And they're hiding it. They're, I think they're hiding it. You know, I think I think the other piece of it, too, like they were so against her earlier in the season just to like come out and be kind of like to, to turn the tide on that. It, that's kind of a hard thing to do. They're saying that they were wrong. They're admitting how wrong they were. I don't. I want to believe. Yeah, I want to believe. The last jury segment was so pro Taylor Mm -hmm. for no reason. Like, Mm -hmm. and at a time when she wasn't doing anything like in particular. And now that she's made it this far, I'm sure those same comments were being made. And the producers were like, we got to hide this. Otherwise, it's going to be way too obvious. So I really think that when we get to the the round table, uh, (laughs) when we get to and we'll I I guess we'll probably see that on the Sunday night finale that I I think that's when they're going to really start to talk through, Okay, Mm -hmm. what was the story of this season? You know, what was Taylor's story? And, And I think in that group setting. And I also think that Brittany is going to be an advocate for Taylor, like when she gets there. And when you try to tell the story of the season, like from Monty, I mean, Monty, I guess, did was fine. But I think it's kind of hard to tell like a cohesive, like short story of what Monty did this season. 
And Taylor just has such a clear narrative about what her journey looks like. And, and I really do think that it will start to crystallize when they start to talk it through with everybody. Yeah. And, you know, for the people in the chat or listening, wondering, like, what has Taylor really done? Hasn't she just kind of, you know, gotten lucky and whatever? First off, listen to the two hour Taylor breakdown by Taryn from the, mm -hmm. from this morning. He breaks mm -hmm. down everything from her game. And there's a lot of nuggets in there that I think are actually important. But more importantly, it's it's a combination of what Rob is saying of the story of the season, which isn't always what people vote for. But I think that that will be such a big factor. I think the fact that Almost all of the exit interviews have asked questions about Taylor. The fact that I think these players know that that's where the story is, which sometimes I would be upset with. But the fact that she had such a rough start, so against her for no reason and that she's been able to stay positive and to stay in the game throughout that and be a hand in her own safety. She is not. She's not the most strategic person this season. She's not the person who's been running the game for the whole time. But no one in this final three is. No one in this final three was the best at competitions or the most strategic or was running the game the whole time. They all were in the same alliance and had similar hands and different, you know, uh, elements that they brought to the table and different ways they got there. And I think that when you weigh all of those things and then also have this great story that Taylor has, I mean, go back to week one when almost everyone watching was like, well, this season's over. This is horrible. No one likes this compared to where we are now. It's really hard to overlook that. And I know that's us from the outside, but I just, I just somehow feel like the people on the jury can also see that at least in pieces. Well, yeah. And I think the other piece, too, that jumps out to me is like the mission, like the power of the mission. And we kind of saw like we, we saw that uh, communicate at least to us as an audience in the loved one segment that we got where it's like Taylor has a clear mission in terms of representation. And like for the others, it's like, I don't want to let my dad down. I don't want to let my husband down whatever it might be. And then just like the power of that and people being able to see that and being aware of that, I think will work in her favor. At least we all once worked in her favor, but I think people realize the weight of that also, which is something that works, um, works for her. And it's genuine. Mm -hmm. 100%. And there's also, if there's one thing people love, it's being right. And a few people on the jury have said, well, if we don't take out Taylor now, she's going to go to the end and win. If this doesn't happen, she's going to win. And so that also can factor into it. And more than anything, Taylor is an amazing public speaker. Yes. Anytime she's mm -hmm. had to make a speech, it has been compelling. It has been interesting. And it has had a clear like thesis statement, beginning, middle, and end. So I have every faith in her to absolutely destroy final jury questioning and her final statement as well. Yeah. I, you know, I, I still think she has it if she gets there. I am a, a little also concerned right. about her getting to uh, the 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 final two. Um, the, the, do how, how are we feeling at this hour about Monty taking her if he wins the final three HOH? 50-50? I, I still feel pretty good about him taking her because I think that the way he is perceived matters a lot to him. And he's talked a lot about how he would love to go to the end with a strong black woman. And, you know, even if he loses, it would be okay. Of course, he doesn't think that he would lose. He thinks that mm -hmm. he would win. Um, so I think he'll still take her, but any small thing could happen and then he could change his mind. Okay. 
The other big thing that we saw in the episode tonight was uh, we saw like, basically Julie like wrapped it up with the house guests at like nine thirty-eight. It's like all right, good night, everybody, um, and then uh, we're gonna have a segment with the cookout. Yes, Yay! Cookout. Yes. Um, I don't think we've ever brought back uh, a you know uh, this many people for a segment before in the history of the show. Well, an alliance of six has never made it to the final six before the cookout either. So mm-hmm. yeah, kind of legendary. And but and, and, and you know what? I I think it's interesting that they tried to squeeze them all in into the the segment. We heard from the most important people first: Tana, Aza, Tiffany, and, and then there were the others too. They were there, but like I, I think like I love how much we were able to kind of get the uh, the importance of Taylor underscored. It was kind of weird though to hear. I don't know the the wishy washiness of some of the guys between Turner and and Taylor. I mm-hmm. think that there was some coaching before that segment. Like I think especially and specifically when they asked uh, Tiffany about Kyle, I think that. Mm. Uh, Tiffany had a very thin needle to thread there of what she was allowed to actually say, uh, because I, I I mean, we've heard all the members of the cookout be a mm-hmm. lot more definitive uh, about Kyle on social media. Uh, so I, I think that there was a they were told like what they are and are not allowed to say, I think. And I do yeah. think that impacted some of the answers. Yeah, which, by the way, why would you go follow Julie on Instagram to hear what they say? Just follow them on Twitter. Like, that's that's all. Like, I don't want everything else that's going to come with, uh, with with that. I don't need, I mean, you know, the different shows, the 101, all of that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm good. I, I follow who I need to follow. Uh, you know, we're good. I mean, if one thing's going to make me go to Julie's Instagram is to it. hear from the women of the cookout. But I will certainly not be following. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay, uh, Turner got some love uh, from uh, some members of the cookout also tonight. Choices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was clearly the, um, hey, make sure we talk about everybody who's left in the house mm-hmm. and try to spin it where it seems like we might be rooting for all of them. Yeah, uh, Derek F. said that Turner is uh, stirring up the house. I mean, he, he did. did eat the muffin. <laughs> Yeah. What is what has Turner done to stir up the house? He ate the muffin recently. Yes. I mean, recently. He, did. he cleaned up his room that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, that's, that's like the opposite of stirring up. it up. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So I guess like his normal state would be stirring it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he has like really edgy hair. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, rooting for um bad. Yeah. I mean, yes. Here. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's yes. rooting for what was it? D- domestic spats? Is that what he said? Oh, domestic he said, strife? Yeah, yeah d- yes. who doesn't love dom- and I mean like I understand why that would be his mm. perspective, you know, in the final four with the couple, but like what a weird way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Um Xavier uh would like to go and uh smack Turner and Monty in the back of the head. <laughs> He never lied. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, It was really uh, so funny when uh, Julie's. All right. And Kylan. All right. Quickly, quickly. Kylan. Okay. Uh, Who is your front runner? Uh, And and Kylan says uh, Taylor and Turner. I thought it was very interesting also that she told X that he had to be quick as well uh, on his winner pick. I was like, Mm -hmm. you could just have time for this. You could have just simply planned better and we could have heard all of their winner picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, 
It was a tr- like Kylan is not the person you should go to on live TV for a quick or clear answer mm-hmm. at, at, at all. So that interesting, interesting there. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So yeah, that there was uh, I, you know, I think they had like a you know a, a hole to fill here with uh, like nothing going on. So uh, went went to the cookout here. I, I wonder if this would have been better in the finale. My question is that this has been a thing that they've been hyping up for at least a few episodes mm-hmm. prior to this. I want to know what what is the Venn diagram of people out there who are excited to hear from the cookout who don't also follow the cookout on all their social media where they could hear more from them all the time mm. that needed to wait until this segment. I, I, I think there's a lot of people like um, that, you know, the, Millions of people watch the show. Uh, right. Like none of them have like millions of uh, followers. So, like I, I like that the cookout got to come back and talk, and I thought it was really cool to have the whole alliance. But if you're going to do that, have an actual segment of it, not just a five minutes of them asking scripted yeah. questions. It mm-hmm. felt yeah. weird. But Rob, so if this had been in the finale, what would have been in this episode? I then, know. though, I honestly, I kind of feel like that in the past when they've done stuff like this, like I remember like, OK, oh, like uh, we, we're catching up with the brigade. Uh, but it wasn't like on stage. It was kind of like, OK, they were like at like a bar or something. And then it's sort of like a pre-recorded segment. I just wonder if that might have been just a little bit tighter. And, you know, uh, we could have like. Uh, you know, had a little bit more fun with it. I mean, to to Mary's point, though, I mean, like, I think that the like who's if if you are someone who's going to go to Julie's Instagram to watch what they have to say, you probably do follow them on on social media. Right. I would imagine. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Julie fishing for followers. She wants to become an influencer. Yeah. Let's let's keep an eye on that. She was doing a TikTok dance last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I can't even follow like what they promoted, like so many different things like, okay, and then tomorrow go watch CBS morning show and I'll talk to Brittany and go to my Instagram. It's like, like, can't the show's on three nights a week and you just put the stuff on the show. It was so weird. It was like, yeah, in the, we're going to put a preview of my conversation with Brittany on the morning show. And, but then the whole thing will be on the big brother official Instagram. But then if you want to hear what, these um, past contestants have to say, go to my personal Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and also like say a riddle, do a dance. What are we doing? Times. I don't know. Well, I don't know, but I mean, we have to talk about princess cruise line because oh, that was important. Yeah, well, it's it, the real love boat. The real love boat is. I have a serious uh, question. Yes. Yeah. Is a boat kind of a man-made island mm-hmm. just curious mm-hmm. wow <laughs> yeah honestly but, do you have to go on the boat if you win or could you just take the cash prize instead you know you have to go on a cruise you have no choice yeah i mean yeah. that if taylor is america's favorite player i mean what a, a scam this is from princess cruise lines to get okay the most popular big brother contestant ha huh? we're getting her for free on our princess cruises brilliant <laughs> haven't there been like big brother cruises that didn't end up happening before i feel like that's a thing i think there's been some that have happened as mm-hmm. well I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just I do love make me go on a cruise. I love cruises and I did love my princess cruise the best. So oh. I, will, I will say that was great. Wow. I, I you know, my, my ears did perk up. I'm I will not <laughs> I will not be actively seeking out Julie's Instagram, but I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. Princess well, Cruises. That means that the next uh 
America's Favorite House Guest is going to be on a princess cruise and so will Frail Mary. She yes. will be there. Yes. yes, depending on who wins this season and who wins America's Favorite, I may or may not go book a cruise. Okay. Um, and also, take it from me, a man who has watched uh, four hours of CBS uh, primetime reality TV in the mm-hmm. last 26 hours. Uh, they are really pushing uh, the real love boat. And I have heard the real love boat theme song about 300 times. Oh, man. How mad is Terrence going to be when someone gets to go on a cruise that's not him? Was he a big cruise guy? Did he talk about cruises? He, Terrence <laughs> He's the spent all season talking about how like cruises are a magical place with no racism. Like what? He spent a lot of time talking about this on the feeds this season. Wow. And I, I didn't understand what he was saying. And I asked some friends and they tried to explain it to me and it still didn't make any sense. Terrence is going to be so jealous that he doesn't get to go on a cruise. Sad. I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> So am I. No I didn't get no any sense. clarity from it. Mm-hmm. But it was like when all the discussions of everything with Kyle were coming up, he would be like, oh, I just wish we were on a cruise right now. Like, because this wouldn't be a problem. Wow. Person, there's there's no logic there to, to I, anything. I didn't. It's Terrence not was, my belief. Mm-hmm. It's what Terrence was saying on the show. Well, I guess let on the it, feed. It's not yeah, on let the it show. Go. Yeah. Let it go. Buy him a ticket up to the cruise and then just like. No, nobody buy Terrence. It's a ticket to anything unless it's a ticket home. Mm-hmm. A bus ticket. A bus ticket. Which you probably wouldn't need. <laughs> yeah, yes. make him take they, the mega bus. Yeah, he's got a hookup. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mary, what do you like better, cruises or trains? Oh, that's tough. Ooh. That's really, really hard. I really like trains too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, if they had trains to cruise like destinations, that might be nice. If you could put a pool on a train. I think cool I'm just building snow piers yeah, or something. Yeah, like, wait, maybe don't do that. Mm-hmm. Sounds <laughs> I mean, a little impractical. Maybe a hot tub. Yeah. Maybe a hot tub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be nice. If I could have my own little train cabin, that'd be great. Sure. Love that. One other segment that was in the episode was uh, the, we got videos from home. Everybody got to get a, uh, a video from home. And so we got to see, um, this was was this Taylor's mom and Taylor's grandmother? Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. And they told her how they are so proud of her. They want to hug and kiss her. Uh, grandma's got something cooking for Thanksgiving. I am doing your favorite food at Thanksgiving. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs> I, see, I just was like, is this code? Like, did they plan this ahead of time? Maybe. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> Code, code for what, Kirsten? I don't know. Maybe they're like, mm, Monty ain't shit. Ditch him. That's yum, yum, yum. yum, yum. yum. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's all about the number of yums. Maybe mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe like the specific holiday. Maybe if it was like a different holiday, Let's that would see. mean something Thanksgiving. different. Thanksgiving. Uh, that's in November. Like, hmm. no, I don't know. I don't know. How maybe Halloween could have meant something else. Yeah. I, Christmas. I know. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> if, if, if she was in the house. Labor sure. Day, <laughs> yeah. Flag Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right, Monty, we see his dad. Uh, so that uh Monty's dad says he always amazed me. I don't know how if he's been keeping up with the live feeds. Uh then uh I thought this was an emotional moment when Turner Jess is like hysterical 
when he sees, is it Megan Belmonte? Yeah. Megan and his mom, um, he, he starts, he starts crying immediately. And, uh, I was confused for a second because they just kept saying Maddie. Um, but a long mm-hmm. time since we've heard anyone refer to him as Matt. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that was a moment, but yeah, that cute, cute video, cute. Uh, mm-hmm. I like when people get emotional and show their vulnerable side. I mean, that's their real them. So yeah. 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 Um, it's interesting. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And you know what? Like in the Big Brother house, I think it's just like fun that we like this is the most real thing we get, especially looking at DRs and just how scripted those could be. Like this was kind of nice, uh, a nice moment. And I, I but I don't like I don't like the Maddie thing. I just just like leave the name Matt alone. Stay away. Turner, <laughs> just please. Mm-hmm. Just leave, just don't don't ruin the brand. Yeah. And then finally, uh, we got to see uh, Brittany's husband, Stephen, that we heard so much about. The house yes. is still standing. House is still standing. So, okay. And uh, he says that she accomplished her dream. She said she accomplished her dream. So, uh, you know, we're here for supportive spouses that are here for uh, their uh, partner's dream. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, are you done yet? Are, are we ready to come home? Like, uh, this has been a long, long summer. Um, but actually, you know, with no kids, like it was probably like, uh, you know, you know, just like, uh, you know, probably a summer for like of fun for Steven. Yeah, you had to pick up all the takeout boxes <laughs> to film the video. Yeah, oh, I damn it, so. I have to clean. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I personally uh, would also be like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for you to come home. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that was basically uh, Big Brother Thursday. Um, anything else from the episode? Can okay, can we talk about the outfits from tonight? Because I remember it was not long ago that you were at wondering like what would Turner wear that he thinks would be like nice clothes for eviction night. And I like I'm pretty sure he was wearing a blanket with holes cut <laughs> in it for sleeves. Was and that so I just snuggie? was like No, I have a Snuggie, and don't you dare disrespect <laughs> Snuggies, okay? Too late, I just did. How dare you? I will go get my sucky ring. Please. Um, yes. <laughs> oh man. Uh no, it was it, like it was it, it, it was wild. And then Monty was dressed like a Target employee and then <sighs> Taylor looked like a obviously beautiful creature and you know Brittany dressed up for eviction night respect for that too. But it was mm-hmm. like such a weird group of 3 after Brittany walked out. It was like here's one beautiful glamorous person. Here's one retail store employee. Here's one Unhomed person. Dumpster diver. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Kirsten, leave Target alone. And also, we're not surprised. Like, is anyone surprised with what Turner was wearing? Mm -hmm. Look, I worked at Target for two years and I dressed more like Turner was there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sorry, I have to leave Target alone because we don't have them in Canada, okay? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Anything else from the episode? I want to uh, get to your questions. If you have questions here in the chat, go ahead and uh, send them in uh, as uh, we are closing out our final Thursday. Okay. All right. Um, this is a question from Samuel. Uh, wants to know, is Taylor planning on taking Monty or Turner as of now? So part of the difficulty is that in her bid to stay, Brittany has been saying how difficult Turner would be to 
to uh, beat in the end as part of her pitch. Um, to my knowledge, she did not like go to Taylor and be like, Hey, I'm just saying this to Monty. Like, I think, I think Brittany and potentially the other people in the house do believe that Turner has a lot to, to say to the jury. Um, I think at this point, Taylor's still probably planning on taking Monty, but I, I would not be surprised if she truly thinks out both decisions if it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's had moments of like, oh, am I being played? Like, what is the yeah. best move here? So I guess I, I feel like once she wins one of the parts of the final HOH, maybe we'll get some more concrete information of what she's thinking. But as of right now, it's seeming oh, more if she Monty. wins the final three hoh and then cuts monty at the final three oh my <sighs> god queen, yeah, and, queen what a moment it would be and it's it's tough too because like to choose to cut the like the one other black player in the game as someone who's talked so much about the mission and believes in a mission and yet like she is focused on black women in particular but like that is a big choice to make and so yeah it, it's kind of hard it's kind of hard i can imagine it's a tough I, I get that, but I, I feel like that, like, you know, didn't the cookout accomplish the, the mission last summer of that make it so that Taylor can do what's best for her? Rob, we need it every summer, every mm-hmm. summer. So I don't know. I, I, I could I could feel I would imagine if I were in that situation, I would still feel that pressure. So mm-hmm. I. I could imagine her also in that that spot. Yeah. Like in theory, that should be relieved a little bit because right. of the cookout, but there's still 22 years of history. Mm-hmm. You know, what I don't think what you can't say that one season is going to just erase all of that in mm-hmm. people's minds. Yeah. But I, I don't think she would do it unless she felt like, okay, I have I have the better mm-hmm. chance to win for for me. And, and I feel like yeah. that that's like the important thing of that, you know, that she should be able to do what's in her best interest after the cookout. Like they that, you know, the sacrifices that people in the cookout made so that it would happen last summer. Like, you know, Taylor shouldn't have to also sacrifice her game. Uh, she should, you know, be have the chance to like do what's best for her and increase her ch- chances to win. I mean, I think the other piece of it too, she's not cold blooded. Like she, she is, and and this is kind of the thing, like she's been told she's cold and heartless and all these other things along the way. And so, I mean, like maybe she's thinking about the perception of I'm close with Monty. I'm cutting Mm -hmm. Monty. Maybe that's not what I should do. There's so many factors in there that I feel like she's more likely to to take Monty, unfortunately. And with Turner specifically, Turner is the one who took a stand in front of the whole house and said, I will not nominate Taylor and she's been mistreated and Mm -hmm. I want to save her this week. So it could also be in the back of Taylor's head. I don't want to take Turner because there's a perception that I wouldn't be here without him. And maybe that overrides anything else I've done in this game. I don't know for sure, but Mm -hmm. that could also be a problem. And and like Taylor has made it clear a couple of times that she also doesn't she's aware that it's a tv show and wants to do what's good for tv she feels like uh she's mentioned like oh it would be fun to cut the showmance because that would be good television but i i I agree with matt and kirsten i think that she will probably take monty if that's her chance but i think that she would not be doing so uh in, in for any other reason than she probably thought she potentially could beat him at the very least. Like, I think Taylor has been very winner, winner focused from the beginning, almost all of her, um, exit, uh, goodbye messages from the beginning have been like, you'll see me on finale night. You, I'm the queen. You'll see me when I win. And, and she's so focused on that, that I don't think that she's going to take 
either of them unless she thought she could beat them or had a good chance. Okay. All right. A couple of other questions. Uh, This is one from uh, Candy Red. Rob, will you be in the backyard on Sunday for the exit interviews? As far as I know, I I do not believe that they are going to be having uh, backyard interviews uh, at this point. Maybe Big Brother 25. We'll see. Uh, Not this season. Hopefully uh, we will have uh, interviews uh, either on Sunday or Monday. I have not gotten a a confirmation yet on uh, what's going on there. We did send in our questions for Brittany uh, and we will have those uh, for you in the uh, BBQ&A coming up on Saturday. Uh, Rachel wants to know who will host the jury roundtable. So last season, did they have any host? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I saw people in the chat saying that it was going to be Dr. Will again. I don't know if there's any. I don't know if we've seen that that's the case or not, but that's just the only thing I've seen uh, online. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that they had a host uh, for uh, 23. Sam is saying he doesn't think that we had one for 22. So, uh, I thought, you know, Tiffany would be a good person to host the roundtable, but they just had her on the show on Thursday. Didn't mention uh, that she was going to be back on Sunday. So I I suspect that, you know, they've done it with no host. I think they'll keep going with no host. And what does it really add? Like, I, I like I love Dr. Willis as much as the next person, but like we we don't need it. You know, mm-hmm. we just need Jasmine there kind of moderating the conversation, moving it along, talking about baked beans and the like. And, yeah, Jasmine's uh, great at butter beans, man, not baked beans. I want all I don't know what the uh, baked beans, butter beans, like but, butter bean uh, a box. I don't know. It, I'll go with whatever they, they do. Um, but yeah, we, like, Dr. Will could stay at home. Yeah. Ugh. fine <laughs> but he's the neighbor he's the bb yeah. neighbor he lives yeah. in jack's yeah. door he's so accessible yeah, i'm sure he has not sure. watched one episode of this entire season chance. does not know who not any of chance. these people are i think they're fine I, mean, I have to believe that that's what it is like most years when he does the round table <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like you're like uh, in the past, like you see him like tweet a thing or two and like keep up with it. I don't think we've seen anything for Big Brother 24. True enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good for him. All right. Anything else from Big Brother tonight before we head into the final weekend of BB24? All right. Yeah, I just want to say I love like I loved I mean we all love Taylor, but like I just love how much one how much like there's this mission of black representation and black women representation in this game that that uh is front and center and I like that it's actually making the show and something that people could hear and see like oh this is actually a thing that matters like we there's there's a world where maybe we wouldn't have stress as much as we we have and so um I appreciate that and I hope that it pays off but uh you know cautiously optimistic yeah we'll see I I know uh, the expectations are, you know, very high for what's going to happen this weekend. I do worry if Taylor yeah. doesn't pull it out, what this all looks like. Uh, but don't put it into the universe, Rob. Take it back. I'm just saying. Right. I don't even know. Do we come on? on? Uh, it's like uh, it's going to be You'll full blanket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk about uh, where we are at going into 
the weekend. Okay. It's been a busy week here on Rob as a Podcast. Uh, Big Brother is coming to its conclusion. Survivor has started. Amazing Race has started. Uh, we're doing a, a big push for subscribers to uh, Rob has a Podcast. And so to uh, try to get the word out and raise some money for a good cause uh, in September, when uh, you are a new subscriber to Rob as a Podcast, I'm going to. Donate $2 to the Boys and Girls Club of America for each new subscriber we add here in the month of September. So uh, between now and the end of the month, when you uh, become a subscriber of Rob's podcast, go to robhasawebsite.com slash subscribe. Subscribe to the Rob as a Podcast feed on as many devices as you want. We'll donate $2 for each subscriber that we add to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Coming up, here's the home stretch for Big Brother. I'll zoom in on this for you. Okay. Tomorrow morning, Taryn is going to have for you on September 23rd, the Monty Final Three preview. Then, after the episode, we'll be together for the recap of the recap uh, at 9.15 p.m. Eastern. Then, Taryn will have the Turner game recap at 11 a.m. Eastern time followed by the patron BBQ&A, and then we'll be back together one last time for the BB24 finale recap after it's all said and done Sunday night. Of course, uh, there's so much going on here on Rob's Podcast for Survivor. I'm not going to go through all the different Survivor shows, but if you subscribe to our Survivor podcast feed, you will be hearing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different Survivor podcasts this week. You don't have to listen to every single one of them, but you could. Could you? Is mm -hmm. there enough time in the world? It's possible. I mean, somebody might. Okay. Uh, pick and choose, you know, your favorite ones. Okay. It's like a buffet. We're going to put out all the food and you come in and, you know, pick out uh, what you want. Yum, yum, yum. Okay. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. All right. Then the Amazing Race is back. Okay. Woo. Mary, did you catch the Amazing Race premiere? I did. I did. I stayed up late. I got sleepy, but it was <laughs> it was very fun. Love the Amazing Race. Yes. Yeah. It's turned into my new jealousy show, though. I think the whole time I'm just like, I want to do that. I could do that. <laughs> yes. Because uh, is a log flume like a cruise for you? Oh, log flume, you might even say, is better than a cruise. Oh, Open wow. air cruise. Open air cruise. Okay. Uh, myself, it. Mike Bloom, Jessica Lease uh, recapped the Amazing Race 34 premiere, talked about the scramble, why we didn't really love it. Uh, check that out uh, in our Amazing Race recap. And then I talked to the first team eliminated from the Amazing Race. No non elimination legs, they told us, they say. So we talked to the first team. Eliminated from the Amazing Race uh, up at robiswebsite.com. Ben? Okay. Oh, Kirsten. Uh, what, what's happening over on the Mess Magnets? Yeah, so this week, uh, Tori from the Ready to be Petty Pod subbed in for Sasha, who's away at work. And we broke down the Adam Levine drama. We talked about a Kardashian lawsuit. We talked about some quick bites. And we had a great anonymous so people should definitely check that out because we're really close to unlocking merch also okay all right check that out over on mess magnets and then mary the love is blind cast got back together 
they got back together before they all fell apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely, if you watched Love is Blind season one or two, uh, you'll know the After the Altar special is really what the whole show is about. That's when you get to see everything after the I do's and I don'ts. So, uh, yeah, Asia and I got to recap the three episode special and we had a lot of fun talking about all of that and hypothesizing some of the reasons for maybe some of the breakups. Okay, check that out uh, after you watch The Love is Blind. And then, Matt, uh, the the king of Survivor trivia, Seeds Baby, was on Pod Friends. Yes, the seed is strong. And uh, Jordan Kalish, (laughs) great conversation with him. A lot of fun. His Apparently his best joke on a podcast ever was on this last Pod Friends. And... Stephen Fishback is on the next episode of mm-hmm. Pod Friends, the season finale. So fantastic interviewee. Yes. And uh, I'm excited for this like survivor theme that's going on Pod Friends. Okay. All right. Listen yeah. to Jordan Kalish talk about everything uh, over on Pod Friends. He did there. Okay. And of course, uh, we've got so much stuff going on for you over on Patreon, including uh, that I'm inviting the patrons to join us uh, when I talk to survivors on Thursday live. Today, we talked to uh, Zach Wurtenberger. If you were a patron, uh, you could be there live to ask your questions. Just one of the many benefits you get for being a part of this uh, special reality TV community we like to call Rob's Podcast Patron. Uh, go to robswebsitecom slash patron. Okay? And... I told you, robswebsite.com slash subscribe. Okay. We did it. Another Thursday in the books. Uh, Matt, we know the wrestling wrap up is back. Uh, Dominic and I were watching, catching up. We're we're so far behind. We're only catching up on Raw tonight. Uh, What's coming up? What's going up this weekend? We're talking about AEW. I was at AEW All Elite Wrestling Grand Slam last night. Uh, the one and only Ari Ferrari was also there. Wow. Uh, and we'll be talking about it uh, this weekend on the Wrestling Rehab Up. Rob is website.com slash wrestling feed. But it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. We don't talk about AEW all the time. So we're going to dive in, take a break from the dungeons and BDSM that's happening in WWE. And change, you know, you know, take a break from that once in a while. Mm-hmm. Let the ropes loose. Okay. All right. <laughs> Matt, anything else coming up for you? I mentioned Pod Friends with Steven. So robhiswebsite.com slash pod friends. Uh, and uh, that's really what's that's what I have uh, going on. Wrestling wrap up Pod Friends. I was on, I had the finale of Survivor Philadelphia made mm-hmm. by Alex Gardner. Shout out to him. And so that's on YouTube if people want to see me uh, doing Survivor, which like you can watch main Survivor or you can watch YouTube Survivor mm-hmm. if, you, if you can't have yeah. enough. Surviving your and life. Main survivors one one hour a week. Yeah, yeah. Just it was two. It was two hours this week. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. and eighteen hours of podcasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you never yes. know. Yeah, if you get through all of the podcasts and the show itself, then get, definitely check out Survive Philadelphia Head versus Heart. It's a lot of fun. Okay, from what I hear, at least. All right. Thank you so much, Matt. Uh, yeah. Great to have you back here with us for the last Thursday of Big Brother. Yeah. Mary, what's coming up for you? Well, besides the Love is Blind podcast we talked about, season three will be coming out in just under a month. So come back around to that pretty soon. Other than that, you can uh, check out everything else I'm doing over at Frail Mary on Twitter. Right now, I've been reading a lot of fan fiction. So send me your recommendations. Always looking for more. (laughs) What kind of fan fiction are you reading? Right now, I'm rereading one about a mob boss. And that one's really fun. 
Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I just, I love we've already talked about it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Look, it's, it's, um, it's the fall. It's becoming indoor season. It's time for more, more books. Okay. All right, Mary. Great having you here with us on the recap once again. And then Kirsten, what's coming up for you? Yes, we already talked about mess magnets. If people want to hear just the Adam Levine portion of that podcast, it has been uploaded to the Rob Hussle podcast YouTube for easy viewing. So definitely go check that out. Uh, Lindsay Wilson and I are talking about Tuca and Birdie now over on Bojack Horse Pod. So people can check that out. And you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What. And if you want to click on my pinned tweet, I'm running a 5K for breast cancer research and would love any uh, any donations uh, if people have spared. Spare cash. Awesome. Okay. Well, Kirsten, great to have you here with us tonight. Thank you everybody so much for joining us all season long for these Thursday eviction shows. I'll be back tomorrow night for a recap of the recap and then check out everything else we've going on at robhaswebsite.com. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.